Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. This episode is brought to you by the Confident Woman Collective. If you've ever felt alone in life while you're trying to up-level as a person and in your business, then it's definitely going to be worth it to join the Confident Woman Collective. Here, you won't find yourself alone. Instead, you'll find yourself surrounded by women that you can learn with, grow with, and thrive with in all areas of your life. All right, so ask yourself this question. Is imposter syndrome holding me back? Which we all, by this point, I feel like know what imposter syndrome is. And I don't know, I think it's most people do suffer from it. If I were to like guess, I never did a research study or taken a poll or a survey, but my guess would be if everyone was completely 100% honest with them, I think everyone has it to a extent, right? Some probably more than others, but I think there's always going to be a little bit there, right? So we're going to talk about um, the, the imposter syndrome, types of imposter syndrome, and if it's holding you back and how you can, you know, not let it hold you back. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we, we've, uh, we've talked about this at great lengths before as well. And, you know, when I, when I kind of lead in and say, you know, as a perfectionist, it's quite different because people will, might not say, oh, okay, well, I'm not a perfectionist. And it's like, but you don't have to be a perfectionist. You can easily just have, you know, perfectionism tendencies or it all ties back to what imposter syndrome is, you know, from an imposter syndrome, it's, that preventative idea that you can't take action because you haven't done the thing or you don't have the things or you're not the thing, right? Like, so we, we look at it from how is it holding you back? And so we just want to talk briefly about like the different types of, of imposter syndrome and how you can see this show up in different areas of your life. So for me, obviously I coin myself now a recovering perfectionist, but I was a perfectionist. Um, you know, and I, sometimes we don't realize these personality traits about us until we're further along. And then we're like, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't even know what was happening. So, you know, we can, we, we can look at it from all these different ways and just, we'll dive deep into what it looks like and then move, uh, hopefully you can see some, some of yourself in these different characteristics. So we'll breeze through them really quickly just to, you know, bullet point them off. And then we'll go back and kind of talk about it from our own perspective. Uh, again, we're not psychologists. Uh, this yeah. is just stuff that we're very, we're passionate about personal development. And, um, you know, for me, I dive into this stuff because I love learning uh, about myself. I love learning about others. And I love learning about how, you know, different attributes and, and our ways of thinking can, you know, flow into different relationships in our lives. And also coming from a business place too, right? So how we see the showing up and preventing us from taking the action of what needs to be done in our, in our life or in our business. So to kind of just bullet point these off, you know, we have the superhero. Uh, we have the person who's a natural genius at what they do. Uh, we also have the expert. We have the perfectionist and we have the soloist. And so when we look at those labels and, uh, I, I absolutely hate labels. So that's why I don't really <laughs> like to identify and say I'm that one thing, but we can start seeing our personalities tie into those different areas of our life. Yeah. Um, okay. So for example, you know, a superhero, what, what does that, how does that show up in your life as well? Like for example, a superhero, they, they tend to overwork themselves and they have to make sure that like whatever efforts they're putting out, they're made to feel that it's 
inadequate, right? Because the, no matter what they do, it's never enough. And they have to be the superhero, like, but it has to be that person. I have to be there. I have to do that thing. And so if we're not holding true to that identity of who we are, we fall into, well, I'm just an imposter because without my superhero cape, who am I? Right. So we start to have this uh, identity confusion in there. And so are there any areas of your life that you start showing up like that? You're always the first person, right? The first person on the scene, the person on the call, the the person to to uh, show up at your friend's doorstep with some some soup because they're they're sick, you know, whatever that might look like for you. Um, the next one is the natural genius. And so that one is, you know, setting exceedingly high goals and uh, feeling crushed when you don't meet them, like what that means. And I think, you know, having those expectations are great, but when we tie too much of our hope and identity into the expectation, whereas if those expectations are not met, it crushes us and we feel like, who am I? I'm worthless. This didn't happen. Like I can't do it. So if we're not staying in that natural zone of genius, we feel derailed and thrown off track and just question, what's the point? I can't do that other thing because I know I'm not good at it. That's not my lane. And then of course the perfectionist, you know, so the perfectionist is never completely happy with their work. They're fixated on their flaws, their insecurities, uh, you know, all the things that make them different instead of focusing on their strengths. And I can attest to actually for me, I'm about two of those three and I'll, I'm going to let Aaron talk about the other two, but just briefly, I was that person as a, you know, a perfectionist and, uh, and the natural genius. So for me, I was so fixated from a physical externally, uh, how I looked on the outside, like, are they going to like me? Do I look okay? Are they going to see flaws? Do they see themselves the way I see myself? And so it really would prevent me from, you know, getting close to people or creating something because it wasn't perfected. They're going to see, you know, maybe I, I forgot to cross a T or dot an I, and they're going to look at me and think I'm silly or, or just stupid or incompetent. And so some of these thoughts can really interfere. And if uh, we don't nip them or identify them right away, they can really uh, self-perpetuate into this downward cycle cycle. And we just feel like, you know, who am I? Right. Um, and then also like, for me, it would be that natural genius. So something that I'm not good at, I'm almost afraid to go embark on that that path because it's not something I excel at. And so if I don't excel at something, then it, it starts exacerbating limiting beliefs, things that can hold us back even further. I'm not smart enough. That's not my lane. That's not who I am. And so we could start projecting all these I am nots versus I am and knowing who you are. So, you know, when we find ourselves in these situations and kind of identifying with, with those things, it's great to stay in that area of your excellence. But I encourage you to step out and try something new because you don't know what then could also be another zone of genius for you. You also don't know how your superhero cape could be, you know, helping you in some other area of your business. So we do have to be open-minded and aware that this isn't a one size fits all with imposter syndrome where it's like, but I can't do that because I'm not a genius in this expert in this area. I'm a perfectionist and I can't let this go. So I can't move forward. I'm a superhero. And if these people don't need me, then what am I and who am I without them? So we really have to question that and figure out what that looks like for you. And so Aaron, if you want to talk about the last two of our five uh, different types of imposter syndrome. 
So the perfectionist, never completely happy with their work. And I know I, I got the perfectionist. I already took care of that one because, you know, I, I had to speak about it. But if you want to talk about, um, you know, there's definitely the expert and the solo. Oh, I thought you did expert too. Nope. I was leaving that for you because I feel like you could resonate with a couple of I'm those an two. Expert? <laughs> I'm definitely not a perfectionist. That's, That's right. Sure. That's why I took that one for you. <laughs> nope. I'm definitely not. So expert, never satisfied with their level of understanding, always trying to learn more. So, um, and then soloists prefer to work alone, won't ask for help for the fear of appearing weak or incompetent. Mm-hmm. So I like this because I feel like we, I, I personally have ever only looked at imposter syndrome one way and I like how it breaks these down in so many Different, different areas, but I feel like for sure as um, I'm definitely not a soloist because I hate working alone and I don't want to do things by myself. I like delegating and I was the person in the group projects in school that didn't even know what our group was doing. So (laughs) (laughs) not that person, but I think that's true too. How a lot of people hold themselves back because you know what I mean? The time that they would save just by asking someone for help or asking someone to teach them something how much time that could save you in your business or what you're trying to do versus putting that on yourself to figure everything out on your own. You're just going to hold yourself back further on the timeline and whatever it is you're trying to do. And um, then with the expert, I think just never being satisfied with the level of understanding, I definitely can relate to for sure, but also not because I feel like at some point we got to know we're not going to know everything, you know? And that's just how it is. That's why the internet exists and we have Alexa and we have all these like things that we can just ask. So we're not really going to know. But um, but I do. I know a lot of people that like they have to be 100% perfect, know everything about every single topic before they start. Right. So it's like I can't be a whatever. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. But like I can't be a fitness instructor because I haven't taken every certification yet. I haven't done any of this stuff. I have, you know what I mean? Like I haven't done every single thing where it's like, you can still start, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be everything all at once and it's never going to be that way. And I feel like my husband definitely has like the expert part of imposter syndrome because he like studies and reads stuff so much. And then like, anytime I like bring it up in conversation, he's still like, well, I don't know. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, you, you do know because you like studied forever, but you know, they just never, ever are going to get know enough, you know? Right. But I feel like, so what did you say, Rachel? You feel like you're a perfectionist and natural genius? Yeah, I would say uh, both of those. And then it's uh, some tendencies of being a soloist as well. Um, I like to you know, do things that I'm very, very good at, which would be like my zone of genius. So for me to be something other than that, I feel like I'm an imposter because I feel like, well, you know, fish out of water, right? So I mean, the the fish can't breathe. And I feel like, well, my breathing is like my zone of genius. So if you put me in front of something that I I am not competent in, I will feel that people see through me and see all those flaws and insecurities and will judge me, which is typically what a perfectionist does. But then the perfectionist uh, ten- the perfectionistic tendencies that I have as well also come through the work that I do. So it's kind of this two way, you know, two way street here is that I feel like I'm a bit of both and I wouldn't say I'm all or one, but I think, you know, as individuals, we got to look at our, you know, getting to know yourself, right. And know your personalities, your quirks, what makes you uh, tick and, and all those things and getting 
getting to know yourself. I mean, first of all, I mean, you know, I think for somebody who just says, oh, I have imposter syndrome. If we don't, you can't identify what one right. of those things is holding you back instead of just blanketing it with one slapped on label. Right. Then we can't refine and grow because we don't know the areas that are holding us back. And so we're always going to be faced with some imposter syndrome at some point in our life. We're constantly here, right? So every day is a new day, a new challenge, a new growth opportunity. So if we're yeah. not feeling like we're equipped to adapt and grow, then we got to really step outside of our, uh, you know, our expertise, our area of expertise and be open minded and say, well, I may not know the thing now, but what are what are some of the things that I know very well that are in similar alignment that I can do them with uh, competence and confidence and then, you know, still be open minded to ease into those areas that you may not know so they don't uh, feed into your negative self-fulfilling, self-loathing, uh, self-doubt, all that stuff. Um, so it's about setting these these boundaries as well for yourself. But yeah, for how about yourself then, Erin? I don't know. Like part of me <laughs> wants to say superhero, but it's like, it depends on what it is. If it's something I really care about, you know, like growing up, like playing sport, all this stuff. It's like, I would outwork anybody. Like it would just be like competition, like bring it on. You're right. That kind of stuff where obviously, you know, to make up for how in- inadequately they feel. That's probably what it is. It's like, and it's almost too like the superhero, but like outworking people, but almost like that busyness, right? Where it's like, well, I'm clearly like doing something. So keeping busy yeah. to, to work hard, right? So it looks like I'm achieving something, even though sometimes you're just not. Um, and then I'd also say, if I had to pick two, probably lean more towards like natural genius because there's some things I'm really, really, really good at. And then I'm just too lazy sometimes to not want to do the things I'm not <laughs> good at. So I get really frustrated because it's like, oh, I'm so good at, you know, this is this. It comes naturally. It's easy or whatever. And then when something else comes along, it's like I tend to like want to shut down because I'm frustrated that I it's not easy. Right. Me, right. Like, why isn't this easy for me to figure out or whatever, which, you know, and then in business that shows up a lot of different ways. Like I suck at technology. And like, that's something that's like, I've been saying I suck at technology for like 10 years. And in that 10 years, I probably could have just like learned, learned something yeah. and like, yeah. <laughs> stuff. But instead it's just like frustrating that it's not something natural for me. So it's just easier to be right. like, oh, well, I can't do this because I'm I'm not a tech person. I don't know this stuff. So Right. And I, and I think that's just, uh, you know, when you say it, it's not so much about being lazy, it's about being met with resistance yeah. um, because you just know you're not naturally good at it. So the, the learning curve and process seems like so exhausting because it's almost like you have to tap into this whole different dimension of your, like your, your mindset, like, okay, well, that was just, I was on autopilot when things are easy and I'm in flow and I'm in my genius lane and all these things. But if it's something you don't know, it's like slam on the brakes, squeal. Right. And now you're just like, I don't even know where to begin. And you feel like now you're just wasted your time. So I could feel like, I, I think I could kind of see that too with what you mean. Cause then you, if you feel like you're wasting your time, then you also can't be the superhero of your own story because the superhero themselves are overworkers and overachievers and, and constantly don't, you know, they have to make sure they don't feel inadequate. Um, and so if you're not feeling confident, you feel incompetent, which is inadequate and then it kind of goes down that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It can yep. get into that that trap of self-doubt. So 
like as you know, like how we we're bringing these all together is that it's not one blanket and it's not one trait, but they could be sprinkled in throughout. And so being aware of what that is, is allowing you now, you know, the overall theme of what imposter syndrome is, instead of just saying, well, I can't because of, of imposter syndrome, or here I am facing imposter syndrome. Let's identify it, call it out, name it. And then now, it, now it has a place to, it has an identity, but it doesn't have to become your identity. You don't have to keep up with labels and attaching yourself to these limitations as uh, as they might be a hinder in your in your business and in life. But yeah, now saying okay, well, now that I know, I can grow. Right, knowledge is power. So to kind of recap on that, the types of imposter syndrome. Well, imposter syndrome as a whole is not the thing that's holding you back. They go into personality traits and identifying what they are. So of the five that we just went through, again, there is the superhero. And the superhero is they tend to overwork themselves to make up for how inadequate they feel. There's also the natural genius. And they set exceedingly high goals and feel crushed when they don't meet them. There's the expert, which is who is never satisfied with their level of understanding and always trying to learn more. And there is the perfectionist who is never completely happy with their work, fixated on flaws instead of strengths. And then the soloist, prefer to work alone, won't ask for help for fearing of appearing weak or incompetent. And none of this is true. These are just labels and identities. So please take this with a grain of salt. Right. Uh, This isn't your horoscope where you can say, well, I relate to all of them. You might have sprinkled in some of them. and, And if you don't, that's cool too. But again, if we believe and feed into this, this imposter syndrome overall will hold us back from, you know, creating and living and becoming all that we aspire and, and desire and to achieve. So uh, hopefully this was helpful. If it was, again, take part in the conversations happening inside the Confident Woman community. Let us know how you, uh, you know, how this episode landed with you. Let us know if any of that resonates with you. Call us out. Which one resonates with you the most? And of course, we always want to hear from you. Leave a a review, share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. And, you know, if if you want, uh, you know, again, leave us a question, leave us a voice memo, and we're going to address all your questions and everything that you want to learn and helps us get the content out. So thanks again for listening. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. Um, For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Erin underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.